Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Nerds Amalgamated. This is our end of year recap episode. Woohoo! 2019! Yeah. <laughs> I, I just realised I don't have my bloody whistles. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! Thank God! We oh, hope you all had a, a good Christmas break or other break if you don't happen to believe in Christmas. That was to work really awkwardly. That's uh-huh. what you get for, uh, yep, I'm still in a food coma. <laughs> yep. Sounds like you had a very fun Christmas there, Professor. Yeah, there was plenty of good food. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. So we hope you've all had a excellent holiday. And uh, when this episode comes out, you're gearing up for an excellent New Year's Eve. But we thought that we'd uh, finish off the year with a recap of the last 12 months. So, Buck, would you like to take it away with a recap of science in 2019? Um, okay, yeah. Um, science in 2019 has been awesome. Is, is, is that what you want or you want more? <laughs> no, no, that's good. Let's make it a quick one. Thanks for listening. Okay. See you next week. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like science this year, um, we've had quite a lot of different topics ranging from looking at um, quantum physics all the way through to robotics and extraterrestrial and interplanetary travel. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a fantastic year. There's been lots of brilliant things happen. Um, robotics have come forward in leaps and bounds throughout the year with some pretty amazing advances with um, different robots where we've had, what well, we're talking last week with um, the origami and kirigami robots. And also, um, was it Spot the Dog? We had with, uh, with the little group from one of the universities in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they open-sourced all the plans and coding for a little six-legged um, chihuahua size robot mm-hmm. and Boston Dynamics of I'm still working on my small army of robots <laughs> but they're so, they're so cool especially the little um, open source one I can't remember the name of it I'm, and I apologise but that was that's got to be like the coolest robot of the year I'm sorry <laughs> um, we've had some amazing discoveries made and some pretty epic pictures from um, satellites and so forth exploring out in the far reaches of, well, not just our galaxy, but far out in the universe. Um, So, yeah, like I'm pretty sure that if you haven't been geeking out and nerding out, then I'm going to be looking at you with a quizzically raised eyebrow going, what what have you not been looking at? How could you not find this exciting? Hmm. I think earlier this year we've been also it's been interesting we've seen the explosion of autonomous cars earlier this year. Well, that was last year and this year. It's gaining momentum. Um, AI technology is another area that's just hmm. it's having profound impacts on so many aspects of our life, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to take over the world, as the DJ always keeps getting concerned about. <laughs> so got, yeah, I've got some. I've got something that might give you um, that you might like. Here we go. Twenty nineteen in science. Yeah. Wow, they made a Wikipedia page, so you don't even have to do your own research. <laughs> That's good because I've been in a bit of a food coma for the last few days. <laughs> well, there we go. Like yeah. Um, the New Horizons space probe, looking at the Kuiper belt. Um, and that's only part of the um, total discoveries and images. Like They had the flyby with Saturn's rings and the fact that the, there's a lot of the bits and pieces are breaking off. Mm-hmm. Um, a partial solar eclipse occurs on the 6th of January. Like There's so much cool stuff. Yeah. Um, every week when I find the topics, I'm tossing up between at least half a dozen different 
epic pieces. Heck, we even spoke about um, the Komodo dragon. Oh, yeah. That was like, fun. And I'd just like to say it's an Australian expat that went out and took over. Nobody messes with the Australians when we go out and we party hardy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, is there any topic that I brought up this year that you guys remember? Like, I know there was the Opportunity Rover and everything. Like, there's so much. It's kind of like we've got so so many topics. It's kind of hard to pick just one. But yeah, that's. There has been a lot this year. Like, science has been through leaps and bounds in, in general. Although, there were some really sad moments in science, as, as I recall, like the last um, rhino that passed away. Well, that wasn't science. That was poachers. Ah. And that's, that's, that's history. That wasn't the science. That was morons who think that grinding up the rhino's horn into powder and mixing it with other things is going to make you more potent as a mm-hmm. person or something like that like seriously mixing if mixing up ivory is going to work for you just collect all your fingernails clippings and just grind them up into powder it's the <laughs> same thing <laughs> although this year has also been interesting with space travel as well like we had seen the as you were saying earlier on the new horizons 2 elon musk's also create um, also launched his rocket. Um, Which one? Here, um, the Dragon, if I recall. Oh, the, the Dragon's not a, a rocket. It's a capsule. Oh, yeah. Yep. But yeah. they are doing testing on that, and they did have a uh, rather explosive failure of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But they also put a Tesla, was it a Model X or S? Oh, that was uh, last year, actually. Was that last year? The, <sighs> yeah. I know, I've... I made that mistake too earlier. <laughs> uh, there's just so much, so much good stuff that's been happening. It's just, yeah, it's hard to just remember exactly which what's happening which date. Yeah, we were we actually. If, if now that you mention it, we were talking a lot about the moon and how much, and we were having the debate about how much whether there was water in the moon or not. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily water; it's moisture. Yeah. So they talk about the water, the water on um, Titan. There's there's fluid there. Whether or not it can be classified as water is another matter. Yeah, yeah. Because the atmosphere of Titan, from everything I've I've understood, is catastrophically corrosive to human beings. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I don't think the water would survive if it was just H two O. I think there's got to be some pretty acidic compounds in there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the um, other one? Oh, sorry. We also had some pretty amazing dinosaurs we looked at this year as well. With the um, largest flying one. I can't remember which ter- one of the pterodactyl family that was. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that was the... Um... Which the professor wants to have as a pet. <laughs> you can't blame me. Well, we can. Yeah. I can always blame you. Well, if my grandma is allowed to have a serial killer of a cat that likes to wait for you to be completely unaware and then leap up and rip your lap to shreds, I should be allowed to have a pterodactyl. <laughs> we were also talking about small horned dinosaurs as well, but in yeah. from China as well. So I think you've got to admit we've been pretty broad-reaching in our appreciation of science, and I've tried to make sure that it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favourite one, Professor? What springs to mind? I think the uh, the latest data from the space probes, especially New Horizons reaching the Cooper Belt. Okay. So I would I would I would have thought you would have been tossing up between um, the robots and the dinosaur. Yeah. Well, until I can have the dinosaur as a pet, I'm just not that impressed. Mm. Okay. And what about you there, DJ? What what was your favourite one? Um, oh, that's a oh, I don't know. There's too many to, to pick from because they were fun. They were low fun science. They were low fun science topics we spoke about. I would say the dinosaurs were the fun ones, but then there were others as well that that we spoke about other than dinosaurs, like uh, lasers, for example. We had we had fun with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, what else? We, we saw, oh yeah, we spoke about comets and how um, they 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 can use the comets to the power of the comets to create oxygen as well. Yep, and um, filtering stuff through with gold filters. Yeah, to produce oxygen rather than just scrubbing the air. Yeah. Ah, yes, that was a uh, carbon capture method. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being pretty excited about that. Like, it's still like the technology on that is still pretty small scale and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that people are actually working on how to make this happen, once they know how to do it, it, scaling it up is only a matter of time and process. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually true. So, yeah, that's. Part of the reason why I love science so much is just some of the things that people come out with and have discovered is just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. We also had some interesting revelations as well, like the um, the revelation about how e-scooters are not as, not what they're cracked up to be as the healthy alternative, as the environmentally friendly alternative, as they claim to be. Yeah, which was a bit of a shock, but I'm glad I could set this. Uh, record straight for people mm-hmm. um especially with some of the crazy people out there that are running around using those things <laughs> um there were some pretty interesting advancements with electric cars and so forth as well with improved uh, performance capabilities and so forth as well so yeah um I have to say for myself though, I'm I'm going to come out in a completely different area, and I'm going to say the textile recycling was probably actually one of my more prefer- like preferred ones. Oh yeah! <laughs> all the uh, is that all the floating solar farms from Japan? Hmm. Because there's just so much potential, like, and it's such a simple idea that's so easy to get involved in mm-hmm. and it's going to have such a massive impact so yeah. yeah so that and if if you're trying to work out um what i mean about with the um clothing one that's we're looking at the excessive waste of clothing going to landfill and polluting the planet yeah um so people who wear um lycra and spandex you're a bunch of weirdos and you need to stop it because it's toxic for the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very unattractive. That was from episode 72, by the way. Mm-hmm. Also, I will also mention, we also should mention that this year in science, there's been some really big milestones. For example, like this year was 50th anniversary for the Apollo mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that's a big achievement for NASA. Was well, there's been so many amazing milestones that like that's that's a massive thing but there's when we look at um some of the milestones with some of the radio technology and all that sort of stuff it's there's it's hard to just sit there and look at it and go oh yeah we had this we had that and it's just like yeah but we also had all this So oh, and, and wait, 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 before we before you go on, there was another milestone we forgot, totally forgot about that should be taken. Which we should talk about the black hole, the first image of the black hole. Man, that that blew apart. That blew the scientific community away. I was hoping someone would mention that. I was waiting to see because oh, I remember. Um, I know I got very fanboy about it, but I remember you guys did as well. Yeah. Oh, that was a good image. And the amount of work that um, the, I can't remember her name now, the young lady that was behind that. Yeah, the Event Horizon Telescope Project was a humongous effort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> the woman's name was, oh, I, I know who you're talking about. Dang it. <laughs> um, I think it's, is it Catherine, Catherine Louise? Katie Bauman. Katie Bauman, yeah. Yeah. Man, she, that that was a proud achievement for her. And it was amazing all the idiots that came out and were trying to knock her down and say, uh, she was only part of the program and did this and this. And all the all the other people that were involved in the world coming out going, 
Oh, hell no, no, no. <laughs> she did so much more. So, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, um, for a scientific person of the year, she's got to be up there as my favourite person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised they didn't give her a no- the Nobel Prize in science. I'm very surprised. Yeah, but honestly, that's not real. I, I, I'm not surprised. Keep in mind, she- there's always the future because one of this year's Nobel Prizes in science was the inventor of the lithium battery, and that was a decades-old discovery. Ah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's that's what I was just going to say. Is like That only happened this year. We've still got, what, another thousand years for them to finally catch up. Mm -hmm. And two, she is a bit of a challenge to them because what... she covered so many areas in science, like which area are they going to give her a Nobel Prize for? Because she did, she's captured the first image of a black hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a new, it's, um, like, it's on a scale that's never been done before. It's an image that's never been taken before. So it has ramifications on astrophysics, early universe development, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. It's hard to just and, pick one. Topic. And the thing you got to remember is it's like it's not actually a direct picture with a camera. It's multiple images from multiple sources, from cameras to t- radio telescopes and everything. And it's all and, and the major thing that she did is she helped she she developed the algorithm that produced the image and. That algorithm is one of the most mind-blowing pieces of work, and yeah, and I love the fact that in the, all the interviews you, you see with her, she was like a giddy little schoolgirl. <laughs> she was so excited and she was having fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah, I think you have to be excited if you pull up something like that. Like, oh. Mate, I'd be walking around like a half-open pocket knife for the rest of my life if I pulled off something like that. <laughs> I'd be walking around going, I'd, I'd be walking into a coffee shop and going, "Hi, can I get a soy mocha, please?" And they'd be like, "Can I get a name for that?" Oh, you don't know me. I'm Steve, the guy who got the picture of the the black hole. <laughs> like, I would be sitting there like um, that scene in um, uh, what is it, um, Big Bang Theory, where they got. Uh, the astronaut getting angry. I was the second man on the moon. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be sitting there. I'd be, I could be 125 years old. I'd still be going. I organised this picture. <laughs> you don't know who I am, you Philistine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what's the what are the highlights of 2019 in the media, DJ? Oh, this has been interesting in terms of so many series have ended this year. Like, for example, Game of Thrones ended this year. The Star Wars franchise, and well, not Star, not the Star Wars franchise, but the the mainline Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, the Skywalker saga ended this year. The Marvel, the the Infinity Saga ended this year. Um, Adventure Time ended this year. What? Yeah, Adventure Time's finished this year. They finished the series this year. Oh, man. <laughs> I hadn't caught up with that one yet. Thanks for ruining it for me. <laughs> you could have given me a, sh- a-, a spoiler alert. Oh, no, actually, last it finished last year. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Adventure Time finished last year. Sorry. <laughs> last? Last year? L- last year. <laughs> uh, how you going, little t- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I'm sorry for all our listeners out there. We're no longer an Australian podcast. We're now an American podcast. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> I sound like a retired Texan, don't I? <laughs> yes. Um, I just dropped the Texan. Just I just retarded. <laughs> Oh, 
But um, what else happened this year? This year was um, this this is the year that Disney's Disney just went nuts with everything. Like <laughs> they purchased anything, everything. Wouldn't you say, guys? Well, they've been working on that for over a decade now. Yeah, but this year they just went hard, like really hard. But they haven't bought everything because I tried to sell them a stamp and they wouldn't buy it from me. <laughs> Try again next week. You got to wait, and hopefully you get a different um, a different person. Mm-hmm. And if they still refuse, ask to speak to a supervisor. <laughs> uh, Steven Universe ended this this year as well. Actually, do you think it might be because they got the thin margins? <laughs> Although. Um, I was talking with someone earlier on today and they told me something completely disgusting. Apparently, Disney is trying to buy DC. No, no way. No, 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 no. It gets worse. It gets worse. They want to merge the Marvel and DC universes. That has to be fake news. This is going to piss off a lot of people. (laughs) That has to be fake news. Can you just imagine the... The Marvel hippies coming into the the DC grit and horror, and it'd be like watching, I don't know, it's just kind of it, it's like that, that those one of those horror movies where you got all the the scary, mean, nasty people in the shadows and ready to tear you apart, and they send out a tiny little fluffy bunny, <laughs> and it goes into into the the, the shadows, and you just hear. Slashes and grunts and groans and a squeak. <laughs> and then the year comes flying back through into the light and that's all there is. And it's covered in blood. Oh, if that's true, if, if that's actually true, I will, I will <clears> go, <throat> what the hell are they doing, DC? <laughs> what are you doing, DC? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look. I heard there was a list where that's number one on their list of things they want to purchase. Oh. Also, this year was interesting. We got to, we got a lot of um, indie co- indie comic book series um, t- becoming TV series, like um, the Boys, for example. Mm-hmm. The Boys. Um, what's the other one? Watchmen as well. Uh, there was another one. I think Mr. Robot also ended this year as well. So did it? Yeah. We we also had the um, start of the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then episode nine, which is just more proof that Disney's now trying to cram some cute, adorable animal into every movie. Because <laughs> they've got whatever the cute thing was out of the new one, Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. The bird thing's out of uh, episode seven, I think. Like, it goes all the way back to the uh, Ewoks. Mm-hmm. But if there's not a cute animal, it doesn't sell. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, and um, in terms of movies, as I was saying earlier on, that um, we not only there was also the uh, end of the end of the Marvel series, there was also a couple of interesting Yay! movies. That came out. <laughs> there was also the um, there was also a couple of interesting movies that came out, like uh, the Aladdin movie. Boy, oh boy, that turned a lot of heads around. <laughs> Aladdin, cats. Oh, oh, cats! It's oh. been a bit of a messy year. <laughs> Lion King. Oh yes, a Lion King. Who could forget that? Well, you did. Oh, and I'm surprised. And I'm, I'm impressed. I've been trying to forget it. I, I haven't, <laughs> and I've only seen the shorts. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, then there was um Charlie's Angels the reboot. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, apparently it, it it's yeah, it's <clears throat> no, you don't want to think about it. <laughs> Actually, um, one good thing I have to say for this year for media, though, mm-hmm. the announcement that there's going to be a new remake of Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Where they go back to the original cast because the remake was so bad. Mm-hmm. They've got to go back and get the original guys to do a remake of the remake. Oh, thank God. You, you, you know you, you've stuffed up <laughs> when the producers of the franchise going back to Bill Murray on their knees and going, please save us. Please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this has been interesting with the level of outrage that came out with a couple of movies. Like, for example, the Joker movie. 
My God, it was insane. I heard more people complaining about cats and Joker. Yeah. Oh, that was a that was a weird time. See, I yeah. don't listen to people that much, so yeah. I've lucked out there. I just haven't heard that much on that. Yeah. There was also so there was also the um the the press was going all outraged about the uh, Rambo movie as well. That was the, oh yeah the final Rambo movie. What were they complaining about there? Oh, it's too violent. It's not a yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's huh? just say, let's just say it's too violent and it co- harkens back to a, an era where crazy things happened. Basically, have they not seen? Any of the other Rambo movies? <laughs> this is a, this is the the franchise where he shoots a police station up with an M two forty nine machine gun in the first first movie. He kills every sheriff and deputy in town. Um, then we have the one where he's in Afghanistan and he shoots down a hind helicopter with a bow and arrow. <laughs> what? So the word is too violent and too far out there. Mm-hmm. Who the heck can be that stupid and naive? Like seriously, <laughs> do they go find some? I don't know what. Like, did they get someone from the vegan protest on the farms after <laughs> they met at Macca's before to, to pro- prepare mm-hmm. and go? Hey, we got a job for you. Can you come over here and tell us what you think of this? <laughs> like seriously, I've never heard of anything more. Uh, that's as that's as big a stupid action and comment as the thin margins from Disney. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but mm. Rambo is all about violence, more or less dumb than Francis Ford Coppola. Oh yeah, saying that Marvel <laughs> movies aren't real movies. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that was Scorsese, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, well, he he Coppola said it, but... supported it, didn't he? Yeah, Coppola supported it. Yeah. Sorry, Buck, you were going to say something? Yeah, well, um, Coppola and, and that said it, but, and they're right. Like, honestly, would you, who are we to argue with their genius? If they're saying your movie's kind of garbage, bitch, let's face it, everyone else at the moment is saying Marvel movies are getting to be pretty pointless and pathetic and painful. These guys are just pointing out, yeah, it's getting to be a waste of time. Yeah. And, Still doesn't um, mean it didn't piss off a whole lot of people, which was hilarious. <laughs> and I and I like the fact that um there was a report going around that oh uh, Martin Scorsese might go and hang out with Bob Iger and get some advice from him apparently or something like that. What? Yeah. There, there was a that uh, there was a, there was a report saying that Bob Iger and Martin Scorsese might might meet. Hang on a sec. Bob Iger is going to. Tell Martin Scorsese how to do his stuff. That or, that or the other way around. <laughs> I could see it going the other way around. Like I'm just trying to think. Bob Iger. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think now. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. This is the this is the um, Disney guy who said that they're they're operating on thin margins, isn't it? Yep, <laughs> that guy. Yep. Yeah, see, the advice he could give to Scorsese is how to maximise profits by being a um, complete, unscrupulously dishonest scumbag Mm -hmm. by creating false market fluctuation. Scorsese could tell him how to make a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And and, uh, here's an interesting fact for you guys. Another one has came in support of um Bob of not Bob um Martin Scorsese Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. Said, yeah, Terry Gilliam also came out saying that uh, Marvel movies are getting boring and predictable as well. Well, you kind of expect that from Terry Gilliam because Terry Gilliam is the master of unpredictable movies. Mm-hmm. Can I just say I've been saying that about Marvel movies for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember sitting back at the start of doing my masters at uni there and you were sitting there trying to stir me up dj by provoking an argument about marvel and dc <laughs> but i had a bystander laughing when i was t- calling you a hippie and a twit and a moron <laughs> for trying to suggest that marvel was better than dc and had more substance to it 
And then we, uh, and if I recall, we there was another argument you had with a person supernova. <laughs> yeah, and they agreed with me in the end. Oh, I don't know about agreeing, but yeah. Well, look, it's open for discussion at this point. But oh, everybody man. on everybody accepts the weirdos from that. Like, I'm sorry, there's there's some fans out there for Marvel that are pretty much unimaginative mm-hmm. that are still saying that all the all the Marvel movies are the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that po- I, there's a post that's going around on Facebook that's making fun of Disney's taking over the world. <laughs> and the most common theme in it is is uh, I guess at the end. Um, so yeah, Mar- D- Disney buys Marvel, Disney buys LucasArts, Disney mm-hmm. buys all these other different things, and then at the end of it, in twenty one ninety something or other, after Disney's got full into like intergalactic control of multi of the multiverse mm. um yeah there's a new marvel and x-men movie released and the marvel fans are all excited about a new movie speaking of uh oh yeah this here's an interesting here's an interesting thing for you guys 2019 also was the year where de-aging was a thing like look uh, like the irishman for example where they de-aged robert de niro and uh, the D.H. Samuel Jackson as well, and and um, the guy who plays as Coulson. Yeah, and also um, full CGI actors who are dead. Oh yeah, is starting to become a thing this year. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they've dabbled in it in the past, but this seems like it's really started to take off this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, the de-aging thing, I. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I hate to break it to you, but that's something they've been doing for years with different movies. Um, it's called makeup. Yeah. Well, it used to be called special effects and makeup because mm-hmm. you do different things and you'd have a, a chubby young child who becomes a hero. So, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Okay. Uh, would you agree with me on this one, guys, that this year was a big year for both Tarantino and... Well, besides okay, besides the Marvel directors, this year was also a big year for like Tarantino and Scorsese. In what way? So Tarantino's movie uh, "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood" that was that that was pretty big. Yeah, but he's had a constant level of success for because he he has found his niche of movie that he loves, mm-hmm. and he does it well. Like, you go see a Tarantino movie. Like, don't get the critics who said Rambo was too violent and out there because they would literally crap themselves if they went and saw a Tarantino movie. But, like, yeah. yeah. Never never take those guys to see um, From Dust to Dawn because I'm pretty sure they'd be confused. They wouldn't know what to say. Mm. Mm. Um, but Tarantino has got some... He, he's got this constant brilliance with a skewed sense of humor that he's always there in all his movies like they i remember seeing an interview with him where he says what what's your most epic influences in movies and he said movies such as mad max um the car chasers australians do it on a pornographic level that was his his words um, another one of the, his major influences was Razorback. Again, another Australian movie. Um, yeah, he he loves that. Not the typical style of movie, which is what Disney is doing and Marvel are doing. He likes to come up with stuff that's original and really pushes the envelope. And it's it's just fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He doesn't try to go. Oh, he's got all these deep and meaningful messages for you 
<laughs> it's no go grab yourself some popcorn and a drink. Sit down, hang on, because this is going to be a ride. You're going to laugh. You're going to go, oh, that's got to hurt. Like, yeah, every Tarantino movie, there's always a scene where you go, oh, that's going to leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that this has been a bigger than others. It's just he's just continuing his success. Yeah, yeah. And Scorsese, seriously? The guy's... One of the legendary movie producers, he's, like, I'm not going to say he's on the same level as Coppola, but he's getting there. Like, that's just because Coppola's just one of the most, or hallowed, movie directors, producers. Like, yeah, even Steven Spielberg respects Coppola. Yeah, but it's interesting how his his move, he's now joined the Netflix um, mob. Yeah, but they've got to pay the bills still. Yeah. And Netflix, let's and let's face it, Netflix is producing some pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like two two of the best streaming services out there at the moment for coming out of America for quality content are Netflix and Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the only other one that I put up there that I, I personally would enjoy more is there's curiosity stream which is all documentaries and um acorn tv which is all british drama and all that sort of stuff so it's all british tv shows and that's because they've got british crime drama and mysteries and that sort of stuff so yeah mm-hmm. being involved with netflix isn't something to be embarrassed about like netflix is the pioneer that developed a lot of this stuff to the mm-hmm. level it's at now Mm-hmm. They've developed their own studios, so yeah, yeah. Um, before before we um sh- uh, go to before we continue um after before we continue this year was also the, the in terms of movies it was interesting how franchises have been tested this year as well. Like you got the Aladdin franchise, they've like the, yeah Disney franchises. We also had like as I said earlier, Charlie's Angels. Um, what's the other one? Uh, t- Rambo. Um. Oh, here we go. So they're just doing a lot of reboots. Yeah. That's the thing they've been doing for the past decade. Yeah. There were other movies like Men in Black International, The Lego Movie 2, or Lego Movie 2, Hellboy, X-Men, Godzilla, and Terminator. Yeah. Which pretty much all of those, except for Hellboy, it's cashing in on the success of movies, which we've talked about before, and it's Let's take something that's been successful and if we can somehow connect to it, even if it's so remotely distant, it has nothing to do with the original story, we'll still we'll still call it the same thing and hope the fans don't notice. Yeah. The only movie that the only movie out of those franchise are those movies I said that uh the movies I've said is Godzilla. That's the only one that's been successful so far. Terminator, oh my god, that after the discussion we had about um, Tim Miller wanting to make a new trilogy, uh, yeah, all hopes of that is gone. <laughs> Yay! We've <laughs> we've done something positive, people. There you go. If nothing else, <laughs> we've managed to kill that off. <laughs> Men in Black's franchise is gone after the international one. Wow, that was pretty pathetic. Hellboy is gone <laughs> thanks to the reboot. Well, that wasn't too bad. I got... I actually watched that, and that was that was actually enjoyable. It was a bit strange, but not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark uh, Dark Phoenix, yeah, we all knew that was going because yeah, well, that was that was Marvel hippies and Disney yeah. princesses. Oh, but, but here's the funny part: this movie it would be infamous for so many reshoots. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we had uh, the, uh, also before we continue on. Yeah, um, there were a couple of interesting. No, we're animes. continuing on. Oh, fair enough. You keep saying before we continue on, you keep dragging that. We're gone. All I was going to say is anime, <coughs> no, had, no. anime also had its interesting year, so yeah. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, anime is anime, well, always good. Anime is interesting. <laughs> on our next topic. <laughs> anyway. Yep. We're dragging this out way too long. Uh, so, 2019 in games, we've had extreme highs and extreme lows. The extreme high being Valve remembering that they can make games, 
the extreme low being Fallout 76. <laughs> still? <laughs> it's still going? Lonely. No, I just wanted to take a dig at it. <laughs> oh, so lonely. Oh, man. Oh, how could I, how is it still, how is that disaster still going? I don't know, you bought it. I mean, <laughs> it did come out in November last year, but every month this year there's been some new terrible news about it, so I feel like it deserves a place. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Citizen announced yesterday that they've raised over 300 million in funding or something along those lines. Oh, to, you mean 250 million? <laughs> Is this well, on top of the I thought other? It was that they spent two hundred and fifty million, but they've raised three hundred. Hmm. This is including their investors, not just Kickstarter and pre-orders. <laughs> and yet, they're still not releasing it on the market. <laughs> you are still going to be salty about that, aren't you, well, Bucky? <laughs> I, I'm not salty about it. I just find it ridiculously inane. Like. I'm told it's pretty uh, pretty decent at the moment, but I haven't given it a go myself yet. Yeah, but I'm they planning the same, too soon, though. They did say the same thing about Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah, but Fallout 76 had no fans defending it. Star Citizen at least has a couple. I'm hearing crickets. <laughs> oh, man. Well, tumble along like the tumbling tumbleweeds music playing in the background. I'm sorry. I'm 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 going to pay out on Star Citizen until they produce something <laughs> on the market. Uh, oh, that that thing's the biggest white whale since maybe Dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> this year was. Uh, I will also say, Professor, this year was an interesting year when um, gaming and politics got involved, like with um, Blizzard. Next. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably the biggest crossover between games and international politics so far. Yeah. Although, really, is it the biggest? Like, we did have the... Um, no, I'm being a Marvel fan. This is the biggest crossover event. Ah. <laughs> well, see, I was, I was thinking, I was actually going to raise the, the, the suggestive point of the um, surprise mechanisms and <laughs> the... <laughs> Um, European governments re- pl- passing laws about it yes. being gambling. Finally, I think that was a pretty big crossover. Yes, finally <laughs> the governments are realizing that the big game developers like EA are really just taking us for a ride with microtransactions. Oh, yeah, that was and a fun that, ride. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of it would come under gambling if you presented it in a casino. Right. If you took it out of the game and tried to have it in the real world, you'd be forced to have it only in a casino, only people over 18, all these rules and regulations. Mm. But, yeah. E3 this year was a very interesting year, wouldn't you say? Uh, Probably the biggest thing was the new consoles, which won't come out for another year anyway. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't actually pay that much attention to them this year. (laughs) After... Like there was some great stuff last last year, and yeah, the only studio that I was looking forward to was um, Devolver. Mm. Mm. And yeah, that's that, that's still a studio. You watch their E three stuff, and you got to go and have a cold shower afterwards because it's so exciting. Mm. Yeah, I've got I've got a list of um some of the some of the stuff. Uh, the Google Stadia was announced. Flop. <laughs> that was a flop. Bungie terminating its deal with Activision. Death Stranding was a big hype. There was so much hype for Death Stranding this year. Yeah, it kind of went nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't hear anyone talking about it anymore. Yeah, it was like, what does happen? Nothing happened? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, I'm waiting for it to come out on PC, so yeah. don't spoil it if you've played it. But um, nah, I haven't played it either. But uh, yeah, oh, you got you got when you get into the first action sequence, 
you, you got to watch out for Yeah, I haven't played that either. <laughs> Fuck, you're an evil bastard. My parents were married. Fine. You're an evil, not a bastard. Okay, I can go with that. Oh, this year is this year was also interesting with um with the Xbox how they decided to make get a new console out called the Xbox Scarlet. What? Well, it's not called that. It's yeah, called but, the uh, Xbox. Yeah, earlier on, earlier on in June, it was called the project. That was, was called, a working title. Yeah, yeah the project, they yeah. announced it in a trailer, calling it the Series X. Then they came out and said, no, Series X refers to the product line. This is just an Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think someone might have said, frankly, Xbox, we don't give a damn? <laughs> yeah, so we've gone Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Xbox Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> so h- hang on. I just realized something. Xbox X is the thing that's been advertised at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. From everything I've, and I honestly haven't really looked into it all that much, but it's cosmetic, there's minimal cosmetic improvements, a whole lot of um, fanfare, but not a huge amount of um, meat supporting it. Like, there's not enough real advancement and improvement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're getting to the point now where consoles are basically just PCs. There's nothing distinguishing them. Uh, no, no, no. But where I'm going, where I'm going, they called it the Xbox X. <laughs> Who else has had something where they've called it the X? It has the exact same format of a lot of fanfare, but not really delivering. Marvel. <laughs> Apple. Oh, Apple. The iPhone X. Oh, boy. The oh, iPhone boy. X in the market, and wow. <laughs> it sucks so bad that the only way that they could improve their profit margin was charging more. <laughs> I think we need to. I propose we do a study, yeah, where we look at the fans of Apple, the fans of Marvel, <laughs> and the amount of inbreeding and stupidity between those three. And the is there a a causational correlation? And how closely related they are to their, their, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. Like seriously, like it's there's just so, so much stupidity going on with some of these things, and uh, mm. if you can't come up with something original, just admit it and just find someone who can come up with something original. Don't just keep pumping out the same effluent and tell us something new and charge us for it. Yeah. Um, also, we co- we covered some interesting gaming news as well, like this year. Like, remember the G two A controversy? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hmm. Isn't this gaming? This this is Professor Pro- Professor. <laughs> yes. How come he's done all the talking about all this stuff, and not you? <laughs> she keeps butting in. Get out of uh, here! I was just try- I was just trying to check who's running the show. That's all. Yes. Yeah, so. Was GTA this year or was it last year? I think it was GTA was this year. Ooh, here we go. Yeah, it was this year. Yeah. Okay. Yes, the great GTA scandal, where there's been an undercurrent for years now that they're a bit dodgy, but they finally started being called out in the media about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they still seem to be around, so I don't know where where we go from here, but. We'll see. Maybe next year things will change. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention Epic Games had a big, big year this year. Yeah, Epic Games was a big... I don't know. It's a bit of a flop, I think. Nobody I know actually uses it. Yeah. Like, they've got a lot of users, but most people I know only use it for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. And that's for Fortnite players. Yeah. I know a couple of people who went for the exclusives, but most people seem to fall into the camp of... Uh, most people I know, anyway, seem to be in the camp of not trusting um, Epic. Yeah. Just there's all this controversy about their security, the quality of their game store. They are still pushing the free games, though, so you can get free games to keep on uh, the Epic launcher. But that'll probably stop in a year or two once they reckon they've got enough uh, customers. 
But see, that's a that's just a stupid move to make because even Steam is still providing free games. Yep. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the early days of Origin. For the first couple of years, Origin would give out a free game a month, give or take. And I think it was a big push to get people playing on Origin and get them used to it so that they would start using it for other stuff. But Epic already has Fortnite. So people are already used to playing on Epic. So I don't know. I assume they are seeing positive result. Otherwise, they stop doing it. But I don't know how much of an effect it would have. Yeah. EA had a very rough year this year. Oh, yeah. Even but just the last couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's been self-inflicted. Yeah. It's yes. kind, of, kind of like when you, when you look at the, the battle casualties for America, and probably 50% of it is um, friendly fire. Mm-hmm. EA is kind of like that. Most of it is they've gone out and they're trying to work out how to shoot the gun and they're putting their eye at the end of the barrel thinking it's a scope and pulling the trigger. <laughs> like some of the things they've done are just seriously just wrong. Mm-hmm. you got to wonder how they, they can be that wrong. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, we should uh, move on. So do you guys have any other big events of 2019 to add? Hmm. Big events for 2019. Ooh. I would say an- I would say animated TV-wise, it was just a lot of good series have been coming out and ending as well. So, like I said, Steven Universe ended. Um, um, I heard this year about the fact that um, there's going to be a, a Studio Ghibli theme park in Japan. Ooh. And I have to say, yes, please. <laughs> So that's that's my biggest bit of news. That and um, Spaceport America opening. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right then, let's move on to the shout-outs. Mm-hmm. So our first shout-out this week, as it has been for the last couple of weeks, is the Australian Fireys and the international Fireys who have come to support them, who are still out there even after months of fires, making sure the rest of us don't get burnt out during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can find their uh, various GoFundMe pages and donation pages for the different real fire brigades around Australia for a few dollars their way because they really need it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have to agree with that, and I have to say that I, I saw a, a picture someone had done where they had um, all the different superheroes from DC and Marvel and other areas, and they were, they were holding their hand out to say, you're finally getting recognition for being the, the biggest heroes on the planet. Thank you. Yeah, they're the unsung heroes. Yep. And for everyone who's currently involved in conflict and violence around the world, hope things get better for you soon. Yep. But on to our regular shout-outs. Uh, on the Christmas Day this year, oh, no, sorry, Christmas Eve this year, Alta Cheryl Willis, also known as Ali, passed away. She was famous for uh, collaborating with Earth, Wind and Fire. She co-wrote hit songs such as September, Boogie Wonderland and In the Stone. She, uh, she's probably, mo- probably her most famous song is I'll Be There For You, the theme song of the sitcom Friends. She refers to it as the whitest song I ever wrote. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'd like to include a remembrance of everyone else who has passed away this year. Yeah. It's been some very sad passings. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, famous birthdays, on a happy note, on the 26th of December 1937, John Horton Conway was born. He's an English mathematician who's got his fingers in all sorts of pies, but <laughs> the... <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It's Christmas, Christmas joke. Ah, uh, Christmas pies. But mm-hmm. mm. uh, his um, most well-known uh, invention is the Game of Life, which is a cellular automata. Basically, it's this little thing you can do on a piece of 
grid paper and it draws wild patterns and fractals. It's a lot of fun to just throw it into a computer or a simulator because you can watch it take over much faster than you do it by hand. On the, on the 26th of December in 1959, Koji Morimoto, the Japanese animator and director, he animated Kira, uh, Robot Carnival, Short Piece, and The Animatrix, and Kiki's Delivery Service, City Hunter, and Fist of the North Star. He co-founded Four Degrees Celsius, Studio Four Degrees Celsius, and was born in Wakayama. And on the same day, 1995, we have Zach Mills, the American actor. He played Preston in J.J. Abrams' Super 8, as well as Luke, Lucas Morgenstern in the miniseries Clue. He was born in Lakewood, Ohio. Oh, Super 8, sort of like a prototype Stranger Things. It's one of those like, very 80s movie, movies that were popular a couple of years ago. And I really liked it. It didn't get a hugely positive reception, but I thought it was pretty good. I have to say, I, I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, uh, wasn't Marvel and Disney, so... <laughs> no. Nobody goes to see it unless it's got the Marvel and Disney logos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, that looks like uh, all we have for shout-outs this week. Oh, you guys uh, have... You, you forgot the events of interest. I did. Let me scroll back up through the show. It's on, yeah. I can't see. DJ. Where are the events DJ, of interest? DJ, what have you done? On the bottom of the show notes. Scroll down bottom. So you only put them in two minutes ago. Yeah. What happened to being prepared, DJ? <laughs> Sorry, I, I I left the scouts when that when you when you uttered that when they told me that line. Yep, should have known. Oh, <laughs> one shout out I did forget. Uh, our first piece of fan mail, which we posted an image of it on our Instagram page. It's a large sign with uh, LED neon uh, tape sort of stuff of our logo. Ooh. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to hanging that on my wall in the uh, in my studio. <laughs> Is that in the secret lair? No, it's. I'm going to hide the like. You know, in movies when they tilt the picture frame and the secret lair opens. Yep, yep. Going to do that with this. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like um, the Batman. It'll be like Superman, like mild mannered professor by day, superhero by night. He calls himself. No, 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 no. See, because he's professor. Ah. He's going to be a super villain. <laughs> because there's the correlation in all universes that the prof- professors are more prone to become supervillains than heroes. Ah, uh, yes. What does Stan Lee have against the educated? <laughs> well, he, was, he doesn't really he have that. He was scared of us. Uh-huh. He wasn't that, he wasn't that afraid of him. I mean, Reed Richards is still the, the smartest scientist as a hero. Well, but see, he was butting up against um, Professor Doom. Oh, yeah. oh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's true. That is actually. True. Oh, you got to call him Professor because he was pretty. He was pretty clever. And see, Professor Doom. There you <laughs> go. Well, I mean, the key difference is that a professor is just a doctor who has a teaching role. Mm. No, no, no. You got to. You got to be. It's more than just having the teaching role. You got to have a lot of, a lot more qualifications and publications. Oh, okay. It's a special academic process you've got to go through to become a professor. Mm-hmm. I know that's anyway, my, my doctorate. Now, uh, now the DJ's given us the events of it. On the 26th of December, 1610, Hungarian Countess Elizabeth Bathory's crimes and serial murders are uncovered. Count Georgi Furzo makes an investigative visit to Szeszjev Castle in Hungary on orders from King Matthias and discovers the Countess directing a torture session with young girls. Now, it's interesting to... Um, there's some debate over how much of this is exaggerated, but one of the classic rumours about Countess is that she bathed in virgin blood. Oh, I heard about that too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you need to have a second bath afterwards to get all the blood off you, but... I'm surprised she didn't get any bloodborne diseases after that. Well, she's very selective. 
Like she was going for virgins to start with, so there's they're a little bit more clean. Yeah, that rules out STDs and stuff like um, hepatitis. Yeah. Yes, but uh, apparently her bloodthirsty activities have led many to cite her as one of the first vampires in history. But there's also conjecture that a lot of the um, charges brought against her were hearsay because she opposed um, the king and was very... um, anti the Roman Catholic Church, I think it was, and a, and a few of those people, and yeah, so like one of, one of the stories I've read about her was she actually whipped a Catholic priest out of her village because of the fa- he was um, being a little bit naughty with some of his behaviour. So yes, um, they tend to be a bit. There's conjecture about who, who was actually telling the truth. Yes, it's uh, one of those classic um, historical mysteries. How much was exaggerated for effect? Much like Caligula being a pretty sane guy, but greatly exaggerated because he was unpopular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone else was selective, though, with um, choosing in relation to bloodborne diseases. Yeah. I've given you the perfect segue for the next shout out for event of interest. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're going somewhere with that. Well, it's like, it like crickets were coming out at that oh. time. Well, the, the next next one, they, they've got to be pretty careful about bloodborne diseases and so forth, don't they? Yes. Oh, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to say, I just finished reading Dracula the other day, like the original Graham Stoker's Dracula, and it's a classic bit of horror, so I really recommend that if you're into vampires. But anyway, now I've ruined Buck's segue. On the 26th of December, 1846, the Donner Party ate their first human meat. Uh, they were a party of travellers trying to cross the Sierra Nevada mountains when they were caught in poor weather. And as of the 26th of December, 1846, they began eating human. It would be three weeks before anyone was found. Some of the group managed to find a Native American tribe. The remaining... The survivors remaining at Truckee Lake had to wait until early February. It reminds me a lot of the uh, miracle in the Andes. Mm-hmm. It was definitely one of those times where you didn't want to be um, late when you're being called for dinner. Or maybe you did. <laughs> oh, oh, that's nasty. Hey, one, here's a curious point. Was anyone on the Donner Party named Hannibal? <laughs> or Clarice. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, uh, that's all we have for this week. So, but would you like to tell them what they should do? They should make sure they look out for each other, take care of themselves, and stay hydrated. And just be patient at this crazy time when there's lots of people doing stupid things. When you see yes. someone doing something stupid, just smile and nod and just let them go on their way. And if it involves fire and accelerants, take a few steps back. <laughs> and take photos to give to the police as evidence. Uh-huh. Now, DJ, what about you? Um, Happy New Year, guys. And um, hope 2020 will bring your wishes come true. That, uh, see you guys. And where can they find us, DJ? Uh, they can find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, the, email, um, the, the email address will be on our show notes. Um, the, we're on Spotify, iTunes. We're also on our website mm-hmm. with an archive of our old episodes. And we're now on Instagram, us. where you can see the uh, the neon sign I was given. Ooh. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for listening. We will see you next year. Yep, I won't deny it. that I've been waiting all year to say that. Hello. <laughs> See you guys. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.